0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Samoa have been just uh, happily celebrating. Oh, have they? Yeah, it was uh, was wonderful scenes that that we saw from the dressing room afterwards. the
1: The captain was still choking up getting off the bus into the new hotel. What's that, a day and a half later? Mm. He he sort of could hardly put words to the feeling of what it meant to all the people he knows.
0: Well, I don't know whether our next guest will be able to put words either because uh, he's been there and done that at World Cups, Frank Pulitua. And, uh, Frank, thanks for joining us this morning. This is just, uh, well, it's unprecedented times for Samoa for a start, but, boy, it'll be emotional times as well, won't it? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It
2: certainly will. Um as you can see, with the you know a lot of the, a lot of the uh, different convoys and uh, organised sort of <laughs> fan, uh, fan festivities that are going on across, across you know different nations where there's uh, obviously a, a real concentration of people uh, of Samoan heritage, not only in Australia but also in New Zealand, over in the US and back at back in the island, um, you know every, everyone's just on an absolute high just watching the side. Um, just go from strength to strength each game. So there's a, there's a lot of emotion that's attached to that, um, and you can see that in the players as well.
1: Mm. Has this been a predictable tournament for you? Uh, did you expect them to be this good, especially after that first terrible performance?
2: Uh, I, I guess we were hoping that they were going to be as good. I think that there was uh, there was there was genuine hope for you know at least from uh, from from a Samoan uh, fans' perspective, there was. You know, there was a lot of, um, you know, there was a lot of hope for uh, um, for the team to go over there and perform, given the given the breadth of experience that they had on the side and the, and the young talent that they had also at their disposal. Um, but you know, after the first game, I think that there was, you know, there were some legitimate sort of reasons about why they they underperformed um, against a you know a very strong English side, and um, you know, to uh, to to a, a point that. That Matt Parrish raised in, I think, the press conference after that. You know, he did. He did say that uh, you know they were going to get better as the tournament um, got on, and and I, I I think that you know just given some of the experience that um, that I've had in in different sort of Samoan camps, um, you sort of understand why they would. I mean, you know, you, the, the bond just grows stronger as you stay in those camps, and you know, more and more time the boys spend spend together, and you know, the more they get an understanding, a really deep understanding of their cultural heritage, and uh, you know, and how, uh, you know, how strong that sort of uh, that union can become over the over, over time. Uh, I think they've started to the show in their in their football, and um, you know, so that you've got you know you've got some players in that side that have played in some really big games, some really big occasions over here at the Premiership as well as state of origin. So, um, in terms of you know, in terms of big game players, they, they certainly had that, and it's just a matter of time for them to come together and, and perform and, and just showcase that on the field.
0: Hey, you, you look at that lineup, and there's some yeah. potent weapons, mate, isn't there? I mean, you, you, the likes of Tahoe and, and Luai for a start, um, any back line in the world would take those two.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I think that, you know, they're, the entire back three, you know, with the likes of uh, Taylor May and and Joseph Soliti as well is absolutely playing out of his skin. I think um, you know to have a back three like that with all Taylor May and, and Soliti bringing the ball back for you, uh, especially if you're a middle unit forward. I mean, it's you know that's just uh, Christmas is all at once. Uh, you know, again, knowing that the amount of meters that those guys can chew up in a game uh, just really sort of releases the pressure for the middle unit to get back and have to sort of carry a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of the yardage uh, out of uh, especially out of uh, out of their red zone. So. Um, you know, and and, and and when you've got the class of, of someone like Luai as well, who I think is just one of the one of the most uh, uh, potent competitors in the in the competition uh, that we have as well. I think um, you know the stunned to show his class. He's done to sort of really, um, you know, go back to a lot of his uh, his critics and, and detractors about um, you know how he could perform. On the big stage, on his own, uh, without without his uh, his teammates, Cleary, and right. I think that he's uh, he's silenced a lot of people in, uh, in the process.
0: Hey, what about uh, Trent Robinson's dilemma? And I know I know which way he's going to go, but you've got Manu Tedesco, Tedesco, and Sualeki. Three of the best fullbacks in the world in your one team.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he's, he's got a he's got a, a a luxury, but also a real dilemma there, uh, given that he's got uh, you know Joseph Manu who was. Uh, arguably, the form, you know, the form uh, back of the competition last yeah. year it was just almost unstoppable. Um, and his utility value is is, is second to none. Uh, knowing that he can switch from from fullback to winger, to centre, etc. He's just uh, he's just a real, you know, he's a real superstar of the competition now. And uh, now you got Sawlius, who's uh, starting to you know starting to show his potential uh, just through. Just through this tournament, mm. uh, as a fullback, as a as a real bonafide fullback, I think that um, you know, the the questions about whether he could slot in that fullback uh, uh, in the NRL Premiership, I think you know, those are being answered as well. He's he's been so difficult to handle, and I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of the defensive um, the defensive units struggling to sort of pull him down because he's such a. He's such
1: a specimen. He's a, he's a big unit, very,
2: very fast and agile. So, um, you know, I mean, that's the sort of
1: practice that you look for. Yeah, there's not a lot easier about tackling him. Um, I just hope he can be patient. I, you know, They're getting well paid. Be patient, win premierships and wait for Tedesco to finish. I, I just hope that they don't lose unnecessarily great players. Uh, hey, Frank, Sualihi, has that always been a Samoan pronunciation or did that even change for you this year too? No, 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 no. I
2: mean, there's, you know, I think there's, there's genuine, um, there's a genuine intent for, and, and, and um, you know, attempt from, from people across the game, you know, to pronounce the names as, as best they can. But I mean, they're quite difficult uh, phonetically to try and pronounce some of the, you know, the Polynesian and Melanesian names. So Sawaliki um, is actually how you pronounce uh, the, the actual um, surname. Um, I think that uh, even, even with even with the pronunciation of some of the other names like Junior Bolo and, uh, you know, and Pupali, there's there's been some nice subtle changes, which is, you know, which I think has been play, pleasing for not only the players, but also for the community.
1: Have you seen Junior Bolo so engaged in any performance compared to this?
2: No, I and mean, I can understand why. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's really an emotionally charged time to perform and, and play um, when you start representing, your, especially your mum and your dad and your family, uh, just knowing knowing the sort of struggles that they, they would have to endured to, you know, to come over to, to countries like Australia and New Zealand, mm. uh, not being able to speak the language and having to sort of find um, whatever sort of jobs they could get. And I think that sort of emotion starts to come out, starts to spill out when you start to think about representing Samoa and some of these other Pacific nations. Um, and I can sort of understand why... Um, when my brother and I were fortunate enough to play for Samoa in the 2008 World Cup, um, I don't think we saw our parents more emotional than <laughs> mm-hmm. than, uh, than that time we played uh, we played for uh, uh, in the match against Tonga. Um, you know, we've seen our parents obviously attend some NRL matches, but they never showed the same emotion as they did in that game.
0: Yeah, it, it's been phenomenal. There's been some wild celebrations here after the semi-final. I can tell you, there was a. Fireworks, tooting of horns at about four o'clock in the morning too, I think, which uh, just uh, attracted a bit of interest from the neighbours, etc.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think there's uh, there's a few residents uh, around uh, in proximity to some of those festivities that are <laughs> that are struggling with the noise, are struggling with the, you know uh, with, with with some of the uh, some of the pyrotechnics. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's all in, it's all in uh, it's all in good fun, and um, hopefully. As long as people, you know, keep it keep it that way, and, and you know, they go overboard with, uh, you know, with their celebrations, and mm. just you know, make sure that it's uh, it's done in a safe way, then I think it's a great thing for the game.
0: Hey, let's talk about the game itself. Bookmakers are saying Australia hot favourites, but uh, this is a side, as we said, we've just been through the side talking about the quality both up front and out back that uh, is capable of an upset.
2: Well, they they are because I mean we're talking about players that are just playing against their own teammates, um, you know. And but they're also players that are of the caliber of playing playing in the big stage and uh, playing in the Origin Arena, um, and, and and you know and, and in big finals matches as well as Premiership uh, and Grand Final matches. So, um, in terms of in terms of experience, in terms of sort of being able to perform in a big stage, uh, both sides have that. Um, I think the only the only real difference is going to be whether the psychological advantage um, yeah, sort of tips in the favour of Australia. Um, and and that really sort of, you know, is more, more of a legacy of Australia because of their dominance in the mm. international space. But I think with, you know, when you've got guys like, I think, Jerome Luai and, uh, you know, and others, uh, you know, that this, you know, the, the, they're of a young generation that are quite fearless. So... Um, I think it's going to be a great contest. I think the field position is, is going to be quite telling for Samoa if they if they can't get um, good field position um, and you know they aren't able to sort of control the ruck um, to the extent that they did against England, then they might have a tough day at the office. But uh, I think that they've got some offload um, in their game which could be really disruptive to the rhythm of Australia. And I don't think I don't think Australia's performed at their best in this tournament, um, you know, in my view. But I think that you know they're, they're certainly only only uh, a couple of passes away from from being at their best, so mm. this might be a dangerous game for Sam Moore, given that I think Australia hasn't really sort of synchronised like like Mal probably would have hoped
0: for. And we're not looking for excuses, but uh, you've had your trials and tribulations, this team. I mean, I think Matt Parry said about five players have gone home from injury.
2: Yeah, he's had to, you know he's had to sort of uh, he's had to sort of fill some gaps and look for some UK based guys to. To come in, who I think have done a great job as well, and Tim Lafaye and uh, you know guys like Lini Sow and that. So those guys have come in and and played a you know played a real uh, critical role uh, in keeping the momentum going. Um, you know, and I, I think you sort of got to tip your you know your captain to, uh, to Matt and the and support staff just just being able to sort of keep the team focused and keep them together. And um, and I think the rest of it sort of takes care of itself. You know, we got some you have got a talented. Playing group that can, uh, you know, they can do some great things on the field, and um, and that's exactly what they've been doing. You know, I think, you know, that there was there were a few people that, were, you know, a bit critical of, of how they could perform against England again, uh, given the huge scoreline. But uh, there, obviously, there's a real belief in this team that they can perform uh, against any side now. So that's uh, that's going to be really interesting come the final.
1: Oh, very interesting, mate. Frank, you've you've had some. Uh, very broad roles in rugby league. Uh, have they all been uh, enjoyable? And what's next for you?
2: Oh, look, you know, what What I love about rugby league is that, you know, it's not only a passion and something that I, you know, invested a lot of time and energy and sweat in it, uh, on the field, but just to be able to sort of give back off the field has been a, you know, real privilege for me. Mm. Um, you know, I'll be sort of working uh, in the international space with, uh, you know, with with trying to sort of, Support changes not only from a from a the governance standpoint, but also operationally. know, um, yeah, my role in in, in, in yeah, delivering the Pacific Test Matches has been has been a real, I guess, a, a real sort of passion project for me. I've been able to sort of give back to my own people and give back to the region uh, in that way. And I think, you know, just seeing these Pacific nations sort of emerge and, and now become genuine competitors against the top tier top tier nations. Um, I think that's the most pleasing thing for me, and, you know, being able to see that uh, at least in my time, my professional life is uh, is, is one of the, one of the you know the greatest things that I've
0: ever been able yeah. to be involved in. Unreal, yeah. mate, and, and yeah, and congratulations, on him, mate. It's, it's a wonderful job, and yeah, you're right. Uh, boy, we we can't wait for this match, and we can't wait to, to continue to can, continue to watch them grow because they're doing it at uh, at a very very quick rate. Yeah, absolutely. I think
1: I've, you know
2: it's, it's a great thing for our game. Uh, to see this happening, and you know then now there's going to be genuine interest off the back of this, you know, to continue to follow international footy. And I think that's, you know, that's exactly what we want. We want people to have, uh, we want people to have a, you know, genuine passion to watch international rugby league, not so much just a three-horse race that it has been over the last over the last 20 or 30 years. You know, there's there's some nations here that have got some talented players, and it's uh, it's going to be a great spectacle for years for years uh, moving forward.
0: Yeah. Agree wholeheartedly. Thanks for your time. With you've been very generous this morning. Good luck. Uh, thanks
2: for having
0: me, guys. Frank Pulitura, the Samoan international, and one of the driving
1: forces of the uh, the rise of the Pacifica. It's uh, fantastic. Mm. Bit of a difference, he sort of intimated, of the younger brigade coming through. The I was I was wondering what the Samoan player type of personality might be. Are they quiet? Are they nervous? Are they uh, thinkers? Oh, but uh, you don't get much time to do anything when you're at Luai and Ta'o. Oh.